You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Single Fathers. Today, I'm your host, Mark Hill. This podcast is geared towards single dads who have uh, had custody of their kids, uh, recently received custody of their kids, and is going through the process and the steps of raising kids on their own as a single father and trying to figure out what the heck am I doing, uh, how can I do things better, um, and moving forward in life to um be the perfect father for their kids. Uh, if you have any questions or comments regarding the show, you can send me an email at singlefatherstoday at gmail.com or you can hit me up on the Twitter account at singlefatherstoday. This show is going to uh, be a little bit different. I've been, um, to to start up a little bit, this is the, uh, as a recording the show, this is the Labor Day weekend. Um, I'm sure that if you've been keeping up with the news, there's been a lot of things that's been going on uh, as far as with Aretha Franklin passing in the city of Detroit. There's been a big celebration uh, related to that. Uh, you've also had uh, John McCain's um, passing and all the events surrounding him uh, this week. And it's been just one big barrage of, I guess you want to call it sadness or reflection or understanding of trying to figure out who we are as a people. So, um, I don't want to be a preacher today, but, but what I want to do today, I want to talk about perception and the perception that I want to talk about is perception with you as a father, perception with you as how people look at you as a man in general, as a man raising your kids, as a man having a job, being a provider, being the one who is putting yourself out there for your family, for your kids. Now, in general, a family is husband, wife, kids. But as we all know, in this century, it's not necessarily the same. It's not the same. A family can be you and your kids because your spouse left. Um, if you are in a alternative lifestyle, it could be you and your partner. It can be, um, you, uh, any, if you're into multiple, whatever, it just the perception of family is different, uh, in this day and age compared to what we would call traditional. The perception that I want to talk about today, as I sat here and pondered this, as I was driving into the studio, um, couple things have hit me during this past week. And I want to touch on a couple of different stories. The first thing that I that I remember when I was sitting here when I was at work uh, earlier this week and I heard this song and for me music uh for the people who know me music is a very integral part of my life. If um, my good friends will tell you if you had a chance to talk to them or if you was to, or if my good friends are out there listening, they know that 
the soundtrack for me, my music, you can always figure out what mood I'm in based off of my music. And there's all kinds of songs for all different types of situations in life and scenarios and so on and so forth. But when I was sitting at work and taking a break, I was during my lunch break, actually, um, listening to my iPod and or iPhone, um, those that don't know what iPods are, it's an iPhone now. Uh, I was listening and the song Cats in the Cradle came on. And if you don't know the song Cats in the Cradle, if you've been oblivious to Cats in the Cradle, it's a song by Harry Chapin. And this it was out in the 70s. And back then, it's the way that I understand this song, it's about a gentleman who was so busy in his life. He had so much going on in his life that whenever his son came by to talk to him, to spend time with him, to hang out with him, he always had something else to do. He never had time for his son. When his son was younger, when he wanted to throw a ball, he would go out and buy him gifts, went out and bought him a baseball. Hey, Dad, let's let's go throw the ball. Can't do it right now, son. And the son was real cool about it. He's like, okay, Dad, fine, whatever. I'll figure it out. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll go do my thing. And it just kept going on and on and on. And then finally, when his son went away to college and his son came back, now he wants to spend time with his son. And the son is like, I ain't got time. I got stuff to do. Give me the keys. You know, I need the car. I need to go out and run. And as the guy got older, the guy had his own family. And once he had his own family, the father's an old man. Wants to talk to his son. Son says, hey, I ain't got time. And in a twisted fate of, iron, uh, of uh, irony, when he says, hey, son, can we just chat for a while? And and the dad says, or the, uh, the son says, I can't do it right now. You know, I got stuff with the kids. I got all these other different things to do, but it's been nice talking to you. I got to go. Now, as I sit here and I think about this. I got choked up at work and I get choked up thinking about it now. Every time I hear that song, I get choked up because as I mentioned before, I, I, I kind of talk about myself. I bring my stories into this as well. I'm a child of divorce. Those that know me knows that my mother and father, when they went through a divorce, it wasn't on the best of terms. I'm raised by a single parent, my mother. She played mother and father. My father wasn't there. I At this stage in my life, I will not badmouth my father. But there was a time period that I had some negative things to say about him. But we had a consensus around year 2000, 2001, where I finally had the chance to air everything out. Now, mind you, my mother and father had been divorced for almost 30 some odd years. And I finally was able to get it out to him. And we found a way to mend that fence. But getting back to this particular song, when you listen to that last part, when the father is wanting to spend time with his son, and when his son hangs up, he says, 
my son is just like me. Basically ignoring what he needed to do to be a good father. And in a turn of fate, the son is ignoring the dad. But if you dig a little bit deeper, he's ignoring his dad. But when he says the kids, I have stuff going on with the kids. I have this and that going on. He's not really like his dad because he's focusing on his kids, which is something that the dad didn't do. So while the dad is sitting there feeling kind of sad for himself, it's like, wait a minute. My son, he's like me by shunning me. But if you think about it, the son broke the cycle because now he's focusing on his kids. For me, with the situation that I had with my father, there was a cycle that was there. My mother did everything that she could do. And I think she did a, no, I don't think, I know she did an outstanding job. And when I went through my divorce, I think the the, the naysayers basically came out and said, well, he's not going to give a damn about his kids. He's not going to give it, you know, and and believe me, when I say naysayers, there was plenty of naysayers out there. He's going to go out and do this. He's going to go do that. He's going to go run with this person, that person, so on and so forth. Nobody expected me to step up to the plate to take care of my daughters. And when I hear this song and I hear that last lyric or that last verse, it reminds I could plug myself into that where my father wants to come in. Hey, let's talk for a while. It's like, no, I got stuff going on with my kids. And I focus towards my kids. And as I said before, there was some baggage there. We've cleared that baggage up. We're on great terms. If he's listening tonight or listening today, happy belated birthday. Um, but I focus you know, you, you focus on your kids to do what you can towards your kids to make them thrive, to make them a strong individual, to make them be able to go forward in life and be strong people and hopefully take the lessons that you lived and or the, the, the lessons that you've picked up during life and you pass that on to your kids. And when I mentioned at the beginning of the show about perception, You have to understand the perception of people when they look at you, they're going to think that you're not going to do anything. You're not going to be the one to step up to the plate to take care of the kids because the perception is the women take care of the kids. The man brings home the money, gives the money out. Yes, you may go out and do your your football with the kids, your baseball with the kids, your basketball with the kids, your hunting, fishing, whatever that you, the sports you do. But that's all you you're limited to a small window of being involved in your kids lives and being a single dad. If you managed to get to the point where you were awarded custody of your kids, that right there tells you you're a hell of a lot more than that. So as I'm going through work, I'm at work, I'm getting a little choked up off of that song. That song always, you know, to this day, that song was out in the, in the early to mid seventies, if I'm not mistaken, I still get choked up off of that. 
And there's a lesson to be learned from that song. Like I said, if you've never heard it before, um, what rock were you under? Uh, again, music is my soundtrack of life. Now, you can take that and say, okay, the son learned the lesson from the dad, what the dad wasn't doing with him. Which in that last lyric, he says, I'm going to do the, I'm doing this with my kids and pretty much push the dad off to the side. Now, let's fast forward to something that if none of you have heard this song before, um, guys, you'll understand it. If you haven't heard this song before, you need your ass, you need your ass whipped. Temptations, Papa was a rolling stone. One of my all-time favorite songs, and for me, it's an all-time favorite for multiple reasons. One, with me and my music, I listen to the beat, the sound, the way that things go. That's the first thing I listen to, and then I listen to the lyrics and try to find meaning in the lyrics and the understanding of the lyrics. Um, I'll give a shout-out to my sister because I was just talking to her before I walked into the studio. Hey, sis. Um and we're both the same as far as understanding the lyrics within the music, the beats, and so on and so forth. And but in Papa Was a Rolling Stone, you know, Dennis Edwards starts off, you know, third of September, the day I always remember that was the day that my daddy died. Never had a chance to see him, never heard nothing but bad things about him. And he goes to his mama and says, Mama, I'm depending on you to tell me the truth. What was going on? What's the situation with dad? What happened with him? Where was he? And the mother starts off with what? Papa was a rolling stone. Wherever he laid his hat was his home. And when he died, all he left us was alone. That right there, as great as a song it is, it is a classic all-time favorite, probably within the top five, top ten of mine. I will play that song and I will blast it from here, you know, from the studio, back home, to the boat, whatever. The, you know, it's a wonderful track, wonderful song. It talks about a situation that was going on in the 70s with the fathers being absent. That's where... This whole dynamic, this whole thought process of people thinking how men are today, because in that time period, let's face it, we were out doing or men were out doing their own thing. They didn't care what was going on back home. The woman's at home. She's doing her thing. You know, money's doing quite well at the time in certain economies or certain situations where you're at in the country. I'm going to go do me. And the kids, let's face it, they were at the bottom of their list. So with songs like that, the perception is that we as men don't care. And with me, with men uh, not caring, people will think that whatever we do, there has to be some ulterior motive. Um, I know of an individual who lost his 
the the person that was in his life and what he ended up doing he happened because she passed he has the kids so what he does and as has been told is that he will use and i think this is a a real it's a screwed up mood or a screwed up situation he will use his kids as a token to pull women and he'll say, oh, you know, yeah, I lost my wife, you know, died in a car accident. And now, you know, I have the kids. And then the women will be like, oh, poor man. You know, it's not like you went through a divorce and things went bad. There was a tragic situation. And he's like, yeah, I know I'm hanging in there. I'm doing this. I'm doing it. And he plays off of that. In essence, he's using his kids as a token. He's using his kids as a token to get get girls or basically one thing my mother used to say was going out hoeing. You can't use your kids like that. And I'm not saying that you're using them that way, but the perception of people when they see you with your kids after a funeral, after, you know, if you lose your wife in the accident, if, you know, after a divorce and your kids are with you and you have custody of your kids, the perception is that people will say you're trying to use your kids as a token to run game or you're using your kids as a token to get what you want in life. You're using your kids not to enrich their lives to be a better person um, for not only for yourself, but for your kids, but for your own personal well-being. And the problem with that is that is something that we have to fight. And it's it's an uphill climb. And even though I gave two two examples of two songs that affect me in different ways, I'm sure you guys can come up with several other songs that is the same way that can um, give you that same um, that same thought that people will how people kind of look at you and perceive you. Now, on the flip side, there's songs out there that kind of help bring that bond in to where you're spending your time you want to give your time and your wisdom to your kids you know it's kind of like the first part of the show was giving you the negative not trying to give you the positive the one song that pops into my mind and um i don't know i'm I'm sure you guys if you haven't seen this movie you need to be shot uh guardians of the galaxy volume two um i love the soundtracks from the first song from the first movie and from the second movie there's a song after spoiler alert after Yondu dies. There is a song by Cat Stevens, father and son. Again, if you haven't listened to this yet, I highly suggest you do. This is something that can kind of help you out. So if you listen to it, father and son by Cat Stevens, it's basically a father talking to his son. And this could be for his daughter, because when I first saw the movie, it choked me up because I don't have kids. I don't have sons. 
don't give me any grief. Don't give me any crap. I have three daughters. There's a story and there's a reason behind it. I was not the perfect guy back in the day. And God played a joke on me and blessed me with three beautiful daughters. Okay. At the end of the story, at the end of this segment, I will tell you about a show you need to watch. So I've been blessed with three daughters. So for me, for this song, I attribute it to my daughters. Being able to talk to them, to be able to give them life lessons, to give them examples, to be there for them no matter what. When people had their perception of me, and I won't go into detail who those individuals are, but they know who they are. Their perception of me was he's going to he's not going to care about his kids. He's going to go out and do his own thing. He's going to push them off to the side. They would be so much better off if the mother took care of them than if the father took care of them, because that is what people think. I can say that. I got past all of that. I got individuals to come up and tell me later on, you know what? We were wrong. You did a hell of a job with those girls. And you have to have that perception is that we don't think you can do it as a man. But being able to stand up and and have a solid conviction in what you're doing and having that belief in fighting for it to take these individuals who did not ask to be brought into this world in the first place and stepping up to the plate to take care of them, to bring them to the next phase in their life, that is important, that is key, and that is essential to them. Now, by saying that, as they go forward in life, they're going to take the lessons that you've taught them. They're going to take the things that they have seen you do and how you carry yourself, how you present yourself, how you interact with people. And even if you don't think they're watching, they're watching and they're going to take those lessons and go forward in life. Another story that I can tell one of my daughters, her, one of her best friends um, is going through a situation with her her former boyfriend, there is a child involved. He's not doing what he needs to do to be a good father. Okay. The relationship is over. It's done. There's nothing else that can be done to salvage it. He's moved on. She's moved on, but there's still a child involved. Now, I don't know the full situation within her family, but by talking to my daughter, she reached out to me. By her reaching out to me, I gave her my opinion and my advice on how to go moving forward because for her, as a woman, her thought is, I just want the father to be in my son's life. The father is more along the lines of saying, well, I want to do what I want to do. If I want to spend time with him, fine. If I don't, I want to go out and do this. And he's coming up with excuses why he can't be in his kid's life. And the one thing that really annoys the hell out of me is that you you see these stories of these athletes and these people who um, the father wasn't there 
as as they said in Austin Powers, you know, dad, the song Daddy Wasn't There. If you don't know, watch some Austin Powers movies. The song that Daddy Wasn't There. And then when they get older, they get popular, they get famous, they become an athlete. Who comes walking back in the door? Here comes the dad. Oh, well, you know, son, there was so much that was going on in my life. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. But I'm here now. I'm here now to be the dad that I always, you know, that I should have been the first time. I have a problem with that because if you gave a damn about your kid, you would have been there with him in the beginning. And I'm assuming that by listening to this show and you guys fully know what the show was about, I'm taking it that you give a damn. You want to be there for your kids. You want to do everything you can to be there for your kids, to support your kids, and to do everything that you can to be the perfect parent or be the best father that you can be to help, and again, dispel this perception that we can't do it. You know, Aretha Franklin's passing was this week, and they've been doing celebrations with her this whole week. Um, there's a song by Aretha Franklin and Annie Lennox that says sisters are doing it for themselves. It's an empowering song. It's a song for women saying, hey, you know, this is what we can do. We can do our job. You know, let me go ahead and work. I can work just as well as a man. I can do this just as well as a man. And and definitely with three daughters, I empower my daughters to do whatever they can do. I feel that they have the ability. You know, one is great in talent, you know, uh, talented in photography. One is great in athletics. One is great academically in her mind. You know, they all have bright futures. So I'm fully supportive of that. But you know what? We can do some stuff too. We can be there to do some stuff. And I'm not talking about winning championships, you know, football championships, baseball championships. I'm, I'm talking about creating and empowering young men to do better in life or young women to do better in life. And the, the perception that we have is so much of a negative towards us at this point in time and in, in, in this day and age that is a, it's a constant uphill climb. And the question becomes, are we going to allow the perception that people have given us over the years to let that fester and continue to grow? Or are we going to turn this around and say, you know what? This is enough. Now, granted, I know that this show and my comments is not going to change every single man out there. We all know that. But the ones that want to make a difference, you have to go out there and fight every single day because you have to remember those kids did not ask to come into this world. You was in love with that woman at one time. You brought these kids into this world. And until those kids can stand up on their own two feet, you owe them, you owe it to them to move them to a certain place in life because I'm pretty sure that the kids or the, the, the young men that are currently incarcerated, that are currently homeless, uh, whatever the, the negative situation is that they're involved in in life right now, I'm quite sure that when they were a kid, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, that was not their, uh, you know, agenda. I want to be this. I want to be that. They wanted to be something positive in life. And that's where we come in. Yes, 
The women can do so much, but studies have shown that the men take them to another level to give them that structure, to give them that discipline in life. There's stories all across the net. And I think a while back I mentioned, uh, uh, Tommy Sotomayor and the advice show as far as some of the stories that they, uh, that they show that people don't like. But if you look at it and you really delve into it, you will see that on those shows and those videos, the biggest problem with some of the people, some of the young kids that are dying early, being shot, involved in drugs, prostitution, babies, so on and so forth, the fathers aren't there. You will see the mother, the grandmother, the aunts, the the cousins. Where's the dad? And you'll have the dads that will come in later on. Well, if I would have known, if she would have told me, no. You're the dad. You inject yourself into that situation. That's your kid. You have to do right by them. Now, granted, I can say that I had a strong enough parent in my life at that particular time in the 70s to where she was strong playing mommy and daddy. And I wouldn't be who I am right now without her and one individual that was very close to me when I was in the military. And even though they never met, they've only talked on the phone in the service. He was my father. He was the one I I leaned on as my father to bring me to where I'm at right now. My mother was the one that put me on this path, put me on this track to get me to where I needed to go. So when it came time for me to go through my divorce and it came to the point of what are you going to do related to the kids? It was a no brainer for me. I'm going to fight for my kids because I know that I can do this for my kids. My way of my total way of thinking in life had to change. It was a drastic change for me. I'm not going to say that I didn't go out and party and hang out with my buddies and so on and so forth. Yes, I did. But I had to change a lot in my life to be that person for my kids, because if I didn't, I don't even want to think what could have happened if I didn't. So getting back to that perception, people will say things about you. People will tell you things and it's up to you. Do you want to buy into it and believe it? Or do you want to go out and change their perception of what they think about you? And by doing that, by changing that perception and that thought process, that will let them know that you as a man, you have a stake in raising your kids, getting your kids from where they were at to where they need to go. And as in that song, Cats in the Cradle, you won't be that man that's sitting at home wishing you could sit back and spend time with your son. You won't be the guy in Papa Was a Rolling Stone 
where your kids are saying, well, what's the deal with dad? And your mom is going to, and their mom is going to sit there and say, he's a rolling stone. I don't know what to tell you. Your dad wasn't shit. Cause that's basically what she's saying. He was a rolling stone where he laid his hat with his home. When he died, all he left was his alone. Your daddy ain't about shit. That's basically what she is. What she's saying. So my question to you as a dad going through this process, if you've already been through this process and you have custody of your kids, you know, I commend you because I know you did a lot of fighting for your kids, but you had to kind of constantly keep this in your mind and think about this. Who do you want to be? How do you want not so much the other individuals outside, but how do you want your kids to look at you? And for me, oh my God, I am way over time. Uh, but for me, when my daughter's friend and my daughter didn't, doesn't know this when her friend contacted me and my daughter says, you know, she wants to contact you. Is it okay? I was kind of awestruck and kind of touched by it because not only did I affect my three daughters, I'm in a situation now where I'm affecting other individuals outside of my family where someone's looking at me and saying, you know what? We like, you know, we like what you did with your daughters or we understand what you did with your daughters. Can you help me? And yes, there are some sacrifices. I can say that there was people who wanted to interact with me and date me during that time period. And I told them no. And there's some that like one of my buddies like, dude, what the hell are you doing? My kids or my daughters are more important. There was um if I say it, everybody will know. I will say there's this one person that um told me I need to focus more on my kids. And I had and I, I had enough to deal with both of them, but told me to focus on my kids. And I focused on my kids. That person came back later on, several years later, and said, you did an outstanding job. And as I tried to explain to her, I could have done both. I'm not going to let anyone, and at that particular point in my life, I wasn't going to let anyone stop me from raising my daughters. Because of the examples that I had learned from my mother and the examples that I learned from this one individual in the military who was real close to me, who I who took me in as his own son to get me to a certain point in life because even though someone comes into your life and they give you life lessons, you don't know exactly how all the pieces fit into place until something major hits you in your life. And when it hits you in your life, then you know, oh, okay, I know where this came from. Now I see things where things are lining up. So the perception, and I'm sorry if I kind of deviate a little bit, but um, the perception of dads right now today is that we don't care about our kids. We want to go out, run and hoe and yeah, but 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I'm looking across the table, and my engineer just smiled at me. I'm sorry. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to do it, – it's kind of like when you're going out and you have to do things and – you have to know what your priorities are in life. You can go out and have fun. You can go out and do all the different things that you want to do to enjoy life. But you have to remember, these kids are dependent upon you. And you want to go out and do your, your running and your gaming. And so by all means, have at it. You know, when the kids are with her, that's fine. With your ex, that's fine. If they're with her family or they're with your family, that's fine. You go out and you do all the stuff you want to do. But when those kids are with you or when those kids call you and say, Dad, I need X, you got to step up to the plate and handle it. And if you have good people around you, if you have a new person that's in your life that you love and care about, they should be able to understand that. And if they don't understand it, then you need to cut bait with that person because they can handle their lives. Those kids are going to be dependent upon you. You don't want to be that guy in Cats in the Cradle. You don't want to be that guy in Papa Was a Rolling Stone. You want to be that guy in Cat Stevens' father and son where your son or your daughter is sitting there listening to you, taking your information, taking your advice, and going forward. I'll go to the John McCain funeral real quick. I watched it off and on. One of the most touching moments was when his daughter, Megan McCain, eulogized her dad. And she talked about how much she loved her dad, how much her dad carried her to who she was as a woman, not as a son, as a woman. To give her the energy, the knowledge, the strength, the the bravery to go out and do what she's doing today. And as a man, that is what you're leaving your kids. You may not think of it or think about what you're doing, how your kids perceive you. But I can tell you right now, your kids see every single thing that you do. And if you're doing good things. They will feed off of that and they will take it and run with it. If you're doing bad things, they will see that. They will feed it and take off and run with it. If you're not there at all, they're relying on the streets. They're relying on other people who don't really give a damn about them. They want to fulfill their own personal needs to be able to get what they want and to manipulate, be it if it's a male child or a female child and if it's a female child it can be a whole heck of a lot worse if it's a male child you know gangbanger uh putting them on the street selling drugs doing whatever if it's a female it can be 10 times worse you know and as i as i told people before i'll put my you know the the, the basically my motto at the time was you can screw with me all you want. Don't fuck with my cubs. Because that's a whole new realm. And there are several people that can do attest to that. So as a man, as someone who is 
there for your kids. You have to be there because you're going to have, you're going to get all this stuff going from one side to the other, back and forth, back and forth. And at one time you're going to be like, I, I can't deal with this anymore, but you have to look at those kids and say, those are the ones that I'm fighting for. They didn't ask to come here. You brought them here. So as I went, oh, almost 45 minutes. <laughs> so I'm going to get to the point of wrapping this up. But like I said, um, to circle back to the beginning, um, music is definitely a key to my life. And if you listen to some of these songs, and I'm not talking about the new stuff that's out right now. Uh, I'm For me, I like listening to songs from the 60s, from the 70s. Definitely the 80s. Uh, that's when I started coming to my own. Um, there's good music in every decade. But if you listen to some of the songs from the 60s and the 70s and the first part of the 80s, there's a lot that's there. Um, wherever you get your music from, just listen to them. And if you haven't listened to Cats in the Cradle, Papa Was a Rolling Stone, Father and Son, just three off the top of my head, listen to those songs. And I'll say again, Cats in the Cradle, Harry Chapin, Temptations, Papa Was a Rolling Stone, uh, Father and Son, Cat Stevens, that will give you if if those songs don't motivate you in one way or the other, there's something wrong. There really is. And there's plenty of other songs that I didn't even know about that was buried. When I heard this song, Father and Son, I had never heard this song before until that movie. And then when I thought about it, I'm like, damn, how come mom didn't tell me about this? But then I find out later on she did tell me. And when she passed, I had her record collection and I found it in my record collection. And I'm like, oh crap, how the hell did I miss this? But if you're a father and you want to do what's right, you want to be that stand-up guy, you want to be there for your kids in all aspects of their life. Not saying that the music it's going to give you the inspiration, but the, the music for me, it, it inspires me and it has me thinking because now that my kids are grown and gone, they came home, they invaded yesterday, which I didn't know and took my food, but that's another story. <laughs> um, and it's it, it, okay. Sorry. They came home last night. <laughs> I had no, I'm relaxing at home in bed. I hear the garage door open. My dog gets up. He runs downstairs and two of my three daughters come home. I didn't even know they were home or coming home. And yes, I go through those moments where I miss having my daughters home. I wish I could have all three of them home, uh, but one of them is out of state. So I don't get to see her as often, but I do try and talk to her and FaceTime her as much as possible. But it was nice having two of my three daughters at home to spend time with me where I can sit back and talk to them. Um, been dealing with a couple of personal issues and it's been kind of difficult lately, but it was nice to have them here. Of course, I always complain and fuss at them because one wants to take my car to go to the store and go do this and go do that. And then when they leave, they basically pilfer my freezer. So um, I made some gumbo 
uh, being from Southeast Texas originally, and took this big thing of gumbo, and one said the other one did it, the other said the other one did it, and it's like, you know what, I'm I'm grumbling and fussing, but it's kind of like that lion with his cubs. You're over there growling and roaring, and the cubs are just basically crawling all over you. They know you're not mad, but you're just playing the role like you're mad. Ah, damn. If they hear this, they're going to be like, yeah, dad's just BSing us. Anyway, but it's nice to have them come home. And it was so wonderful to have them before they left. They gave me a hug and they told me, I love you, dad, before they went back to college. And then when they get to college, they tell, they send me a text, dad, we made it home. If you're a good man and you're a good father and you've done everything you need to do to try and teach your kids the right thing, those are the rewards you're going to get. I can't explain to you what it feels like when your daughters come in and they give you a hug and they say, I love you. You don't, I, I can't explain what it feels like when one that's several states away will FaceTime you. And just say, I just want to tell you, I love you. And for those dads that are stepping up to the plate, you guys know what it feels like. For the ones who are going through this process, if you have custody of your kids or you're involved with your kids, you will know, you will experience it. For the ones that aren't doing what they're supposed to do, You're missing out on so much. You really and truly are. And hopefully, just hopefully, what I'm doing here will give you that knowledge and that ability to rethink yourself. You can still do all the stuff that you want to do out there in life, but you got to be there for those kids. Because as you get older, you're going to want to have someone there. And if you treat those kids wrong or ignore them early on in life, I truly believe in karma. It will come and get you. And I've been on both sides of that karma coin where someone did me wrong and it came back and hit them. And I've been on the other side where I've done someone wrong in one part of my life. And then when I thought I got past it and moved forward with someone else, It came back and hit me hard. So you have to look at that, what you want in life, where you want to go and where you want to be. And you have to be able to eliminate that perception. Use that perception against those individuals and say, well, you think I'm like this in a negative way. I'm going to turn it around and be in a positive way because your kids are looking at you and depending on how you are in life and how you carry yourself, that is what they're going to feed off of. If you're a good man, they, and you're involved in their life, they will be good kids involved in life. If you're a bad man and not there for them, that is what they're going to feed off of. And if you're not there at all in their life, the women will try and do what they can to bridge that gap. But I firmly believe that there is an element that will be missing if the male is not in their life. The mother can give so much nurturing, but you have to be there to give them that guidance, that discipline that structure, 
And that's where you guys come in. So I don't have my ushers around here right now, so I can't pass the offering plate. So uh, with that, we are going to wrap up the show. I'm giving my engineer the cue to let him know we're going to wrap it up. I am sorry. We actually ran roughly, uh, you say about what, 50 minutes? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we ran a little bit long versus a little 20 minute show. So I am going to go ahead and wrap this up. I think I'm going to get out of here and, uh, maybe go spend some time on the lake or go hang out or do something. And again, this is Mark Hill with Single Fathers Today. I'm wishing all of you guys a happy Labor Day and hopefully, Something that I've said today uh, on this show, this extended show, will give you guys um, something to think about, some pause. And definitely, um, if you guys want to think about the music and stuff, it's there. Uh, I think what I'll do on my Twitter account, I will probably provide some links there. If you have an Apple device, I think I can put some plugins there or maybe find something on YouTube or something along those lines. Um, since I don't own any copyrights of the music. Um, probably give you guys links where you can sit there and listen to it or if you guys can look it up on your own. So, uh, again, if you have any questions or comments, please shoot me an email at singlefatherstoday at gmail.com. And if you want to take a look at the stuff, the information that I will put on Twitter, that is singlefatherstoday on Twitter. Uh, again, this is your host, Mark Hill, wishing you the best and keep on fighting. Mm-hmm.